This episode of Nurses Uncorked was taped previous to the tragic events that occurred in Portland, Oregon at Legacy Good Samaritan Hospital. On behalf of myself, the nurse Erica and nurse Jessica Seitz, we offer our deepest condolences, thoughts, and prayers with the families of the victim and the staff of Legacy Good Samaritan at this time. I'm Nurse Jessica Seitz, along with Nurse Erica. We're Nurses Uncorked, the podcast that takes nursing facts with nursing comedy and makes a little cocktail out of it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Nurses Uncorked. I am your host, Nurse Jessica Seitz, along with uh, my regular co-host, Nurse Erica, and... um, This is the podcast that we mix the nursing facts with a little bit of humor and make a little cocktail out of it. Cheers. Cheers. We also have a special guest on that we um, are so excited to have on to our podcast today. Um, His name on TikTok is Masshole McGuido, also known as Matthew for some people. Um, And you probably do follow him on TikTok. I'm going to let... Nurse Erica, who's a dear friend of his, introduce him a little bit better. <laughs> Go for it, Erica. Well, I think Matthew actually has a story about how we yeah. came to be friends. Dear friend is... <laughs> it wasn't... It didn't start that way. Ah, I'll tell you it that. It started a, a I don't want to hear rocky. this. So I didn't... Oh, this is... God, what is this? Spring 22? Is this spring 22? I don't know. Maybe? Maybe 21? I can't remember. But I, I wasn't really familiar with TikTok. I wasn't familiar with the platform. Um, my old director of nursing, Rebecca, she was really big on it. She did these animal preserves, and she was, like, really big on the animal talk. And she was like, oh, try it. It'll be fun. So I try it, and I'm looking at nursing stuff, and didn't know who the queen was, wasn't aware of her, didn't, had never heard her name, didn't know the protocol in addressing her. Hey. So didn't know who she was, and I saw one of her videos, and I thought it was cute. And so I didn't know how to use the app yet. And so apparently I accidentally sent her her own video. And so I'm just sitting, mind my business. Later that day, I get a response, and the response says, um, why did you send me my own video? That sounds and like I'm her. Like, totally sounds like her. Oh, sorry, didn't realize, like, didn't know anything about anything. And I was like, I, the whole day I was so affected, and I'm like, I like this woman was so offended and so like how dare I I was like you know what that's it I'm done but then as time went on you know we connected she probably thought you were sending it like this is stupid I sent it Jess I didn't even know I sent like I said I didn't even know how to use the thing I didn't even know I sent it but fast forward that is when the Orlando Regional Medical Center thing had occurred and uh me and erica had been talking back and forth by then and so my platform had started picking up started picking up and erica and i'll tell you she's the only one that did this no one else did this not one other creator did this saw that i was gaining speed and reached out to me and said listen are you sure you want to do this and i'm like and she gave i think she's something it's competition (laughs) she honestly was a really good friend she gave me the real rundown she was like this could happen this could happen this could happen this could happen prepare yourself for all of this and unfortunately all of this did end up occurring so fast forward six months after that i said to her i'm like do you remember when you said she's like yeah she's like warning you because i didn't get any warning from her you didn't warn me of anything (laughs) yeah you are you were already that girl you were already that girl by that time yeah I don't, I don't know. I don't know but about all that. you know what the that, funny but, thing is? is um, people send me my own videos every day. Every day. And I'm always perplexed. And I've never responded to anyone. But for some reason, that one day yes. I was in a mood. <laughs> and I was like, 
why are you sending me my own video? And here we are, a year, however long later, mm -hmm. and we talk all the time. And we, you are like genuinely one of my closest. We have crazy conversations, conversations insane conversations. Everything. Well, when the hell are y'all gonna include me today? To be, to, 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 but to be fit, to be fair, okay. I don't know. If the public wants to know our private persona, because me and Erica are really like nerds. Like we really, uh, we have Tell like- what we talk about. We talk about, I mean, so we talk about, uh, no, it's a ton of history. This. There is a ton of history. Oh. And I'm talking, I'm talking French Revolution. I'm talking the Romanovs. I'm talking, you know, uh, the Tudors, Handmaid's yeah. Tale always. Um, they're not, I don't think the conversations <laughs> would find interesting. Can y'all call me when like we're gossiping about the latest nurse oh, that drama? Happens too. Oh, that Every happens time. too. Because oh. that I could not. Uh, I don't think I could tell you anything about a revolution if you yeah, put a gun in my head. But um, no, when 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 the nursing <laughs> drama happens, they are discussed, and I hope everyone yes. on TikTok does notice the subtle shade that we send because we do send it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, since I'm supposed to be keeping you two crazy folks on track, Erica, let's talk about the topic of this podcast before we get completely carried away. What what is what are we talking about today? Well, you know, on October 22nd of last year, there was a really awful event at Methodist Dallas. But prior to that, there was a ton of violence against nurses and healthcare workers and I don't even know how many. There's been so many Matthew and I have been reporting on it all along. But I think you have. A yeah, list it, of it. it's it's crazy when you see, you know, we do these videos and we report on them. And unfortunately, just the way, you know, the media works, it's kind of like think of the Pulse shooting, for example, in Orlando. You heard about it. It became a thing. And then it kind of dissipates. And then when the anniversary comes around, you hear about it. And it wasn't until, you know, me and Erica started like compiling how many of these stories we covered. We were like, this is like, a, you know, a, a, a healthcare violence pandemic that like you had I digress you'll see so on June 1st in 2022 this is just in one day one day alone 9 45 a.m an ED patient seeking medical treatment 35 years old takes a security guard's gun and fatally shoots the guard in himself on the same day at 4 52 p.m um St. Francis Hospital and Medical Center 45 year old male opens fire in a physician's office killing two doctors a nurse and one visitor again on the same day 3 50 p.m Encino oh, Medical oh. Center, California. 35-year-old male stabbed two nurses, a physician in the ED, then barricaded himself in the closet. Again the same day, and Erica, you know this, at UMC Hospital, Las Vegas, Nevada. 11 o'clock p.m., 48-year-old male patient, ED behavioral health unit, stabbed two patients, killing one. Again, I'm still on the same day. Bayless Scott and White That's Medical crazy. Center in Irving, Texas. 7 o'clock p.m., 34-year-old male shot at law enforcement in the ED and was killed by police. That's five shooting incidents and or stabbings in hospitals in one day june 1st of 2022 what, what 2022. year 2022 so me and erica had covered was it a was it a full moon what the heck was Mercury happening was that in day? i have no clue but we're covering on all these stories wow. and then if i may as you go on just seeing the list gets worse June 2nd, 2023, three people shot outside Tampa, uh, I'm sorry, Temple University ED. May 10th, 2023, 
one shot and killed in the stairway at VCU Medical Center. May 4th, 23, Northside Medical Midtown Atlanta, one killed in four engine waiting room shooting. March 16th, 23, like these are just like banging out every two weeks. Uh, Erlanga Hospital, Tennessee, security officer shoots fellow officer. January 25th, 23, Advent Health, Daytona, Florida, wife fatally shoots terminally ill husband in hospital. That was terrible. That oh, case gosh, was. I know that story. And then um, July 4th, 2022, patient grab security officer gun, killing one in ED. And then October 22nd, 22, two Methodist Dallas employees fatally shot in labor and delivery. That's in a year. Oh, yeah. All these are from June 22 until now. October 22. Yeah. Yeah. So Matthew and I had been reporting on all these individual incidents. And individually, they're horrible enough, right? But then it all kind of culminated in what, in my opinion, was just the absolute worst, the most heartbreaking. And that was October 22nd of last year. This is only about nine months ago, Methodist Dallas Medical Center, uh, a man named Nestor Hernandez, who was on parole and had an ankle bracelet on, but had been given oh, yes. permission by this. the parole board in Texas to visit his girlfriend in the hospital because she was giving birth to their baby. So he brings in a gun freely brings it in because there's no metal detectors in place, nothing, no one's stopping him, asking him anything. And because that's what we all do for the birth right. of our child. Of course. Yeah. Is right? bring, yeah. Bring exactly. in a, bring in a pistol or, yeah. A, yeah, okay. Anyhow. So he is in the room with his uh, baby mama and starts assaulting her, accusing her of cheating on him. At one point, a social worker named Jackie Pakua enters the room not because she knew anything was happening, just to do her uh, her job and, and speak to them. And he fatally shoots mm -hmm. her. A nurse named Kate... Just because she came in at the wrong yeah. time, I guess? Yeah. A nurse mm. named Katie Flowers Awful. responds, comes in the room, and he shoots her in the doorway. Fatally shot both of them. There was a standoff that uh, ended up happening that for quite a while. There is a video online which is pretty disturbing I... oh i saw that me and erica oh, say all the time we wish we hadn't even because you know remember in the comments erica at that time people said where's the video where's the that? video and we're like yeah. you don't want it you don't want to see it you don't yeah. want to see it it's it's yeah, very I, I would even just you. hearing the sound of it the sound is awful yeah i would caution yeah, you to the not whole thing watch is... it but uh it, it was pretty terrible uh and so we were reeling from that, just absolutely reeling. And we had many, Matthew and I had many late night conversations about this, just frustrated and we felt helpless. And fed and up by that point, completely yeah, fed because up. because it just kept, kept happening. Kept happening, yeah. And no one cared and no one was really doing anything about it. And so we're talking late one night and we said, you know, what, what can we do? So we're just throwing ideas out there and I, I honestly don't remember who said it first. It was probably you that suggested. I don't even ribbons. recall. I, I, I well, because I know we were going over a bunch of ideas. I remember Erica was saying like, maybe everyone could wear this and wear that. But then you know, all of us being nurses knew like, well, administration's going to say you can't do this, and we like dress were breaking code. it down. Dress code, like how this went on for hours. Like how can we? And somehow the ribbons came up. The ribbons came yeah. up. So. 
And then we started trying to decide what color ribbons. So we're looking up what the symbolism is of the different colors of ribbons. And we came across homicide awareness, which is red and black. So we thought, okay. got mine on here, red and black ribbons. Me too. Where's yours, Jess? There right, it is. Right here. Oh, okay. Yep, we all got us. So we thought, you know, what if we start wearing these? What if we send them to the staff at Methodist Hospital, Methodist Dallas? And in in the meantime, we had had some of the employees there, actually several of the employees there, reaching at out that time, to he yep. and I individually, telling us what was going on. From the very first day of the shootings, they were reaching out to us saying, you know, the horrible things behind the scenes that nobody was talking about. Uh, and so we had... Can I just say, though, how much I love that people trust you guys in that capacity? Yeah. Because they tend to come to you all when they're in their darkest moments or their most stressed out of circumstances or at their wits end. And um, I feel like that's a very vulnerable place. And the fact that they trust you guys to to give you information or do that is says a lot. Like Thank that's you. pretty, pretty amazing. So kudos to you guys for that. To that point, though, me and Erica have discussed this, and I'm just going to spill the tea on it here. We've discussed this. It um, it can mentally be a burden, absolutely, because, you know, it can mentally be a burden. But also, in that same respect, it can get frustrating sometimes when people don't want to participate in the change. So they sometimes will expect, and, and, and we do it, but they'll sometimes just expect me and Eric or just, we're just going to do it. And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, it's really easy to break fingers like this, but if we're all like that, it's kind of hard yeah. to do it. And we've, and me and Eric have been pushing that message. Like, you know, listen, if we all did this, unstoppable, That's true. <clears throat> unstoppable, but Absolutely. I digress. So we no, started, I like that. That's everybody. It's almost like everybody's got to stand together and everybody has to carry the same message and do the same thing. And we need yeah. to if we're going to affect change. So we started looking into these ribbons and we ended up finding what Matthew found a company and they only had, I don't even remember, like 10,000 or something crazy in stock. It was a lot. And we go ahead. Well, we bought them all. But the we funny part is we got an email <laughs> asking if we were sure that that's how many we were trying to buy because we cleaned out the stuff. Yeah, remember we got the email like, Are you sh was this the correct number? And what yeah, we want them. I think it was like 10,732. It was an odd number that they had available. We cleared out yeah. the stock. There was nothing left. We cleared out the stock in. They were probably like, "Did you add an extra zero on here?" And it was it was late at night, and we cleared out the stock in one store and one store only. Completely cleared it out, and um, yeah, and that's how we are all wearing them now. And we sent yeah. them to Methodist. He and, and I paid for them out of pocket because we really wanted to make a statement. And, and we're happy to do so. We're happy to do absolutely. so. That's absolutely, that's awesome. And so we, we had them shipped, and then we shipped them on, a, a, a big chunk of them, we shipped on to Methodist Dallas, to our contact there, and they then distributed it to the, the nurses, the staff there. And I'm told that 
they're still wearing them to this day, nine months later, they're all still wearing them every day. And that even some of the management that are not technically allowed to wear them are strategically putting them on like their office door or things like that to make a statement. And so I know that the staff there at Methodist Dallas really, really appreciated that. Uh, and then we we also went about we we saved I don't remember how many each like a thousand each. I think something. that's how much in the bag we each had a thousand in a bag I think. Yeah. Like eight thousand went out. Yeah, and then <clears throat> excuse me, we started shipping them out to nurses around the country that reached out to us saying, "Oh my God, I need I need a red and black ribbon, please send it to me." And so we started sending them out. And I sent them to a lot of nurse creator influencers mm. on social media. Oh, yeah, mm. I was a little disappointed because I could count on about one hand the amount get, who actually. Let me get a, let me get a it. sip in on that. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a oh, little. Oh God, I'm gonna sip to that too. I sent it out to a lot, a lot, and only a few ever wore them or talked about it. I will tell you this, though, not, well, to, not to interject, but the only thing about this whole thing that did bother me, and I've made a video about this okay. and I stated this, is when, you know, there are certain, and it doesn't matter who, but there are certain creators, certain people who have personal feelings towards either myself or her or us combined together. You know how this game goes, Jess. We've all been involved in a problem. Not Nothing me. You. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> You and I are <laughs> And so That's another podcast episode. And people were when mm-hmm, people were mm-hmm. were For sure. accusing us of trying to gain clout off of the death of these two women. That was the only part of this whole thing that I found so hyper offensive. And so yeah. people are so, so inappropriate. People but are so rude. It's, I felt justified it's... though when um the children of one of the victims, which one is remaining nameless, did reach out and were very supportive of what we had done. So that validated everything we had done. So That's all you need to know. Well, and my response to that was, there... what have you done? What have you done to raise awareness? Exactly. Because this is what I've done. What have you done? Anyway. I digress. So the whole point for no, the... that, that's 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 just crappy yeah. that's all i gotta say i the mean point of the black and that's red. just jealousy that's people that are that's all it is or or people that are, just are evil inside or, that's or the way i look at it maybe don't like me <laughs> and are using this as a convenient people don't way like to you? lash out yeah i know shock how can somebody not like you shock kel horror and even more shocking that you know just a few couple specific people are behind the vast majority of people. That's a whole other podcast episode. All I can say is that Nurse Erica and I have shared hotel rooms together. And if I can spend 24 hours a day with her and we get along just fine, I I think I would vouch for she's an okay individual. And that's that I'm a little cuckoo. Everybody knows that. (laughs) And uh, her her and I had had a grand old time. I I almost lost all my hair extensions one day. That's a whole other story. (laughs) (laughs) You remember that, Erica? When I jacked up. Remember I put the the dry shampoo in my hair and it was a, it was a, it had color on it, yes. and then it, it colored all oh my, my hair. God. Oh, my God. Okay, we'll talk about that another That's day. That's how it happened. Um, That's anywho. what we did. And um, I felt yeah. like, especially at that time, and again, this is all public. We've done videos about this, especially because the hospital themselves 
were Erica, correct me if I'm wrong. They were they preventing the memorial or they didn't want the memorial? Oh, something that's right. some, I'm trying to remember. They so much they, they were they <clears throat> They and, were and they to pulled make the from employees that fund. Raise the money. To well, they were pay pulling from that fund for the that memorial out of the paychecks, like that even Katie and yes. them would have put into. They were trying that, but that then fund. claimed that they were paying for it themselves. The hospital. So basically, the hospital employees, the nurses, the nurses can choose at the. T- I mean, fact check. Um, but then how I recall that they could choose to put so much of their paycheck into this fund and that fund would be used for the hospital, for the nurses, for whatever, for like parties. An employee giving an employee campaign. Give. And so when they said they were paying for this memorial, our contacts reached out to us with email evidence that it was being paid for out of this fund. So me and Eric are sitting there like, so these women essentially are paying for their own memorial for money they put in yeah. during their tenure there? And the hospital's taking credit for Oh my for gosh. It. The same hospital That's that didn't awful. have security but, in place, allegedly. Right. Well, and then too, add to but, that, after it happened, I don't, I don't recall which hospital it was. I'd have to check my notes. But they reached out to another hospital that had had a shooting incident, and they're like, "Oh, well, you know, we're working hand in hand." I mean, Eric are like, "Why are you reaching out to a hospital that also didn't have security protocol to fix it? What? What? Make it make sense?" Yeah. So let let me ask you guys a question. Um, I, I personally think that bottom line, this comes down to lack of security, lack of metal oh, detectors, yeah. lack of uh, hospitals willing 100%. to put up the funds that are necessary um, to have these. I mean, you know, you think about it, you think airports have it, government buildings have it, um, you know, all sorts of different places. Some hospitals have it. Um, but but the majority, I would say, is that that is a cost that they're not willing to take on. Yeah. Um, or if they do take it on, it's like they have it at one entrance, but not at the others, which doesn't make sense. Is that a factor that resounds with all of these cases, would uh, you say, uh, or uh, not hun- necessarily? No, 100%. Yeah. But to add to your point, Erica, that case that we covered when you ended up on the news discussing the red and black ribbons, that mm-hmm. was over just a faulty stairwell. So this isn't, just, this isn't just metal detectors. That was over a, a back stairwell that didn't even lock. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. it, this goes so much. Oh. And, and then Erica, and that's how Erica went on the news. And the, well, you tell it. That's your story, but yeah, that that. Was so they case. got in through a back stairwell yeah, during night shift. There oh, was gosh. a back stairwell that went up to including several places, but including, I believe, L and D. So you've got, mm. and I'm sure that resonates with you, Jess. Can you imagine? Because you're a L&D nurse and you've got a laboring mom or an immediate postpartum mom and someone with a gun is trying to come in a door that is just left open to the public. Like what? I will say that I have witnessed many, um, I mean, obviously it's not an everyday occurrence, but I've witnessed many where there is a lot of heated turmoil and it's usually is around the fact of somebody accusing somebody of infidelity that's usually where where it stems from um or the person already has a history of of violence in the past but um it's it it usually there's already a lot of tension coming into the situation um you know the mother wants the father there whatever the case may be the father doesn't think that he probably is the dad then he sees the kid and in his mind it doesn't look like his you know um and i've seen several dads lose their temper i had one dad one day grab the fetal monitor in the room and took it and grabbed it and threw it against the um 
the door. Oh my god! I've just picked it up and threw it. Um, and yeah, so having that said, you know, we called a code gray. Uh, but what what do you think that uh, the higher ups did about it? Oh, they probably assigned mandatory education modules because in, in because it's the nurse's responsibility to keep everyone safe. Nothing nothing happened to him for an act of destroying property. And we were all asked how could we have de-escalated oh, the situation You know something? Better. I was just going to bring this up yeah. and I said to Erica, yeah. you know, I bet we all have a story. And I remember, and I, yeah. you know, if we're going to go down that road, I remember yeah, when I had a, I remember when I had a, um, a dual diagnosis, it was when I was in psych, a dual diagnosis like patient and um, had needed an insulin administration, had gotten hold of the syringe. And I you know, was attempting to de-escalate the situation. It wasn't going anyway. He was threatening people. Long story short, after the whole incident was over, I get brought in, and I'll never forget, they say to me, what did you do to make him so upset? I, I cannot stand that. It's always I said, what did I that do? scenario. And so then I'm, like, then I'm like, I didn't do anything. They're like, well, how were you so careless to let him get the syringe? It's just like, listen, listen. I mean... I remember for the longest time, our rooms, nothing was on lockdown for the longest yeah. times. Uh, I mean, anybody could open a drawer and take out a lot of different things. Um, you know, I, I think times have changed. I, I mean, at least the facility I worked for all these years, they eventually put locks on doors and uh, on the cabinets and codes. But back in the day, everything was stocked and people could just grab whatever they they it's, wanted. It's funny, you know? Jess, but did this kind of stuff happen to this level back in the day? Or did we just not hear about it? I don't think so. Because that with too. social media, it's more prolific and shared, you know? Yeah, you know, um, my background is That's a really, really good... I, I, think, I think back in the day, people probably did steal a lot of crap out of the drawers. I, I do. I think that they probably did. They probably took stuff home with them. Um, but the situations as far as people getting truly violent, um, I think has kind of always been there. If somebody inherently is uh, is a little off kilter or uh, is going to be triggered easily, um, I think that, I mean, at least in my experience working in L&D, um, if it's going to happen, it happens. But I think that there's a lot of different responses that need to take place for when these events actually happen. And that's, you know, where, where we're lacking. What were you saying about peds, Erica? So my background is peds, and I have a million stories about violence, right? And that's in pediatrics, right? So if that doesn't tell you that it's out of control, then, you know, nothing will. I was pinned up against a wall by a 15 or 16 year old, like 250 pound autistic adolescent. And he groped me oh and gosh. was about to do a, a whole lot worse as his grandmother oh that had custody just stood there doing absolutely nothing. And luckily someone came in and that's in peds, in peds, right? So. That's hard. <clears throat> so it, it can happen anywhere. Yeah. That's hard. But Jessica's oh. point when she said, you know, going back to the topic about the metal detectors where i took real issue and with most of these stories is let's the metal detector has to happen yes but let's yes, go beyond at the metal all detector. entrances at all entrances but let's go beyond that let's go to the fact that this man okay and the nurses who were interviewed have testified to this 
is more and more inebriated with every exit and entrance. Exit yes. and entrance. Exit and entrance. And there to were my multiple. memory, I counted six. To my memory. Yeah. Where was the intervention? So nurses, I mean, the nurses are doing their job. Everyone's doing what they have to do. Now the nurses are also supposed to be security and be keeping an eye on the entrance. Like that's, so the, the metal detector, yes, but there were so many other layers to the October 22nd incident, which is why we became so infuriated. Because if you, most issues of these incidents were preventable. This was 120% preventable hours Absolutely. before it happened. 120% preventable. Right. Ankle bracelet, visible, right. inebriated, in and out, arguing, witnessed, told. Where was security? Yeah. I when did he? When did he get the gun, Jessica? When did he get the gun? Did he have did, the gun the whole time? Did 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 violence against like in healthcare go down during the complete pandemic lockdown? I think when it you went did up. Not have I, it's funny. Yeah. I, no, I think it I went looked up. this up, and the percentages increased. The percentages yeah. increased. Really? Yeah. yeah. The percentages increased. Because you just told me that whole in and out thing, and that would not have taken place in L and D during the true COVID lockdown. Because once you were in, like to be there for the delivery, that was it. So I'm thinking this guy sneak going in well, and out. Well, that blew out. my mind too. Because in any L and D, entry and exit isn't very simple. It's not like a simple process to go in yeah, and out, in and out. That's one of the few locked. Units. So that's why that and Sykes. It, it, is, it is, but if you've got that badge or that bracelet or whatever the thing is that shows that you're a parent, all you've got to do is show that and you get buzzed in. So you could, you can go out. No, 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 as correct. But my thing is, Jessica, so I know down here where I am. So, you know, it, the L&D department down here. At the desk, if he's going in and out to the parking lot and, and become more and more inebriated, he's passing. It's security desk, and here's the locked doors. He's passing consistently. I'm assuming the setup was possibly something similar. So the fact is somebody was seeing him constantly. Oh, this he was there for hours, in and out, in and out, in and out doing God knows what, never stopped. Yeah. But that's – but I will tell you that is some – unless they – physically saw him looking inebriated and acting strange he can do that as much as he wants that's how most it just facilities blows my mind are that every girl reported it no one in the rights. front saw it but how did every nurse report the inebriation that he was acting weirder and weirder and no one up front saw it well then that's ridiculous if they if the nurses were seeing it and nothing was done that's absolutely so ridiculous. metal detector yes but there's other flaws in the system did you know that he had a history absolutely. of cutting his ankle bracelet off six times prior to this incident and he was still out yes free and given permission to come in the hospital 100%. he violated his parole six times essentially that's, that's horrible that is. is absolutely horrible i mean is that not a flight risk right there absolutely. but that but i mean the conversation becomes and this is why you know you see, and it, it, it depresses me because you see every day, all you ever hear about us is it, it's one of several things. It's nurses are entitled, nurses are greedy, nurses want more. You only hit, or it's, you know, patient flew out window. <laughs> but, that, yeah. No, it's the that's truth. a whole other episode. Yeah, that's a, you'll have to bring oh, me back because that's a whole other thing. But <laughs> the thing is, everything you hear about it, and you know, and I've said to this to Erica privately, and I don't mind announcing this, but there was a time where, no, in recent recent time, that I said, you know, I'd been slowing down on my postings. Cause I said, Erica, when I go back and watch what we put out there, 
I'm like, it is just like, my yeah. God, seeing it all encapsulated on our platform, I'm like, this is just like, I feel like everything is so negative and so depressing, and this is all people are seeing about the profession, and all they hear, but then you have to realize, that's what's going on. That's the that, reality. But the reality was making me so sad. And I'm telling my friend, I'm like, like Erica, like, this looks, this looks crazy. This looks this this is this is well, this it, is the face of nursing. It is. It's sad. Yeah. Well, and we're criminals. Don't yeah. forget that. Oh, of course we're criminals. Absolutely criminals. You know. Yep, criminals, greedy, all that. So But you know what what's the answer? The answer is not hard, right? It's it's metal detectors at all the entrances, not just one. It's panic buttons, it's locked units, it's uh It's communicating security. when there's an active shooter and the girl at the desk asks if there's an active shooter yes. and she doesn't abandon the desk and none of the girls yes. in the building know and the nurses have to call. That blew my mind. Do you know about that, Jessica? Yeah. Can, I, can, I just, can I just say what I think is important is that we don't have, I'm not, I don't have anything against 80-year-old men Barney working Fife as security guards. But, but, I mean, if if we're not going to have police officers readily available, um, yeah. do we really need to uh, have the hospital manned with people that can't move? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that, I, it's really... the worst. There are so many places now that security is not allowed to physically touch anyone. What... Then what's, what's the, point? the point? What are they going to do? What are you there for? To Jessica's point, though, if you look at the cases and where the armed security guards were disarmed and their weapon was used, go check the ages. Were they older or, or young? <laughs> because I guarantee you they don't know what their protocol is. Whatever the age is, I guarantee so my you they don't know is, what they're allowed to do. When, when nurse management says, how did you allow him to get the syringe? My question is, how did you allow him to get the gun? Mm-hmm. Right. And That's the better in. question. And then they pin that on the nurse but you too, guys, because they say the nurse, the nurse didn't do their job we, by we, going through we the belongings. The if they had gone through the belongings, you know, if they weren't, yes, if they weren't, because uh, that brings me to um, that. That brings me to emergency people that come in an emergency situation that. They're flying in. They might have a family member that's coming uh, with the ambulance. Whatever the case. Those need to be at some point. Their stuff needs to be looked at as well. They need yeah. to. Jessica's be... bringing back like the trauma now, and I'm sorry I'm laughing because nothing about this is funny, but I'm remembering so much. Erica, do you remember when the patient lit herself on fire? What Which one was that? See, like there's a, so many that I don't even remember. No way. It was around the time of the patient with the patient with Why? the patient with with the um with the with the um. The chainsaw. There was a chainsaw patient, and then the patient that lit herself on fire. Do you remember the patient brought in the chainsaw? And I said, how, we were, how, did, how did he get a chainsaw in the ED? <laughs> and then another patient lit herself on fire? It's not funny. And I hate so to tell you, they were both in Florida. They were in Florida, it's Jessica. It's always Florida. They were in Florida, Jessica. Got a chain, it it's was always Florida. It's always but you Florida, two are both a, a in lot Florida. of the time. You know something, though, but I want to say this, and maybe Jessica can stand up to it. Yes, a lot happens down here, but it just breaks my heart that part, too. Yes, I'm Boston. I'm Boston all day. But there, there is some good stuff that happens here, but no one ever hears about it. Oh, yeah, no one ever hears about absolutely it. Absolutely, there is. I mean, and there's a lot of crazy stuff, too. We've got a big population here in Florida, you know? And and it's a, it's a melting pot. It, we've got all sorts of people here. 
Um, you but, ever play the game yeah, I mean, where you it, Google Florida man and your birthday? I love that game. <laughs> I've heard I love about that it. Game. I've heard Mine about is it. Florida, what was my Florida man gets into karate fight with squirrel or something, like arrested for karate fight with squirrel. <laughs> like, I love that game. But anyway. Well, if you look up, if you look up the name Jessica Seitz and murder, there is a lady that killed her husband oh, named shit. Jessica Seitz. I thought you looked so, familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my first husband. <laughs> so now, Erica, tell us the good news, though. Yeah, we do. We do. Oh God, there's good, good news. news. Hallelujah. Yeah. And that's that's why we're talking about this today because two bills just passed in Texas as a direct result of this incident at Methodist Dallas. So the first one is called the Pacua Flowers Act after the social worker and nurse that were fatally murdered. Yeah, in that's memory awesome. Of them. And it now has made it a felony to assault to assault a healthcare worker in Texas. As it should be. As it should be. And the other one is, uh, relates to tampering with the electronic uh, ankle bracelet, to cutting it off. So now if that happens, they immediately go back to prison to uh, complete their entire sentence instead of being on parole probation. That's awesome. So yeah, Governor Abbott signed those just recently and... um, September 1st, they take effect. So and pretty I think, soon. And I think this is just, and it's, not, you know, not to sound, you know, grandiose, but I think to all the nurses that follow myself, Jessica, Erica, the message that I think we all try to put out there is you can make change happen. I'm not saying that we made this whole thing happen. However, we were definitely an integral part in keeping the message out there. That's it. And it's possible we wouldn't stop talking we wouldn't stop talking about it and even the smallest person can affect change you know and so i think that's just an important message to take away from it and and it it breaks my heart that obviously we've lost two sisters in scrubs um but hopefully it wasn't in vain yeah yeah you hope not but what do you think it's really going to take to get these hospitals to put up the necessary honestly, money that's needed to implement honestly, these changes. And what will never is it going to happen? You want to know what it'll take? But what will never happen? Every single what? girl calling out the same day and not showing up to work. I love it. Across yeah, the basically country. every single girl. No one shows up. The whole entire healthcare system it. is shut down for a day. Then it's over. Yeah. Then it's over. Then it's over. Yeah. It's done. That that's like what you were saying. Uh, earlier, which wasn't on the podcast, but it was about the the fist that you it's work true. better. Everybody, well, like this, we're so easy yeah. to break like this. And I'll tell you, and I yeah. don't mind announcing this because me and Erica have attempted this before. We have tried. You guys should make a T-shirt out of that. We're so easy idea. to break like this, like this. I mean, idea. that's an amazing message. I'm just I, saying. No, I agree, but my my, I, my favorite piece of merchandise is the uh, there's some fuckery afoot, and I use that cup daily. <laughs> I love oh, that my, cup. That's that's my merch, nurseerica.com. Love that cup. <laughs> there's some fuckery afoot. I love that line. So, are there any ribbons left, you guys? You know, I actually if somebody that's listening. I actually just ordered. Yeah, some, they, or did you I, guys pass them all out? I didn't out get already. a chance to tell you because they just came uh, with. With my uh, headphones that I just got. Oh, like so she, oh I just ordered... like she didn't have a chance to tell me that she was doing a podcast. And yet okay, you're I'm starting to question it. I'm starting to question. No, I love her. I... No, you're, you're, I will say, though, this is, 
You, wait a minute. All I can tell you is I message Erica. I'll message her like four days in a row, and then I'll go like, are you dead? See? I'm, I'm, and then she'll respond. Then see, she'll respond. I'm not dead. So wait, really quick, before we change topics, if somebody did want a ribbon, could they reach out to you? They could. Yeah, if, yeah or, they and, could. And if they just cover like shipping, I'll be happy to ship a, a few out. I think I have like three or four hundred. So I don't have a huge supply, but I have some. But I mean, if so, if somebody listens and they really wanted one, they could message you at yeah, or the, or they can the try to Erica. find their own on online. Yeah, it doesn't have too. to be from us. It doesn't have to be ours. Yeah. This was for yeah. everybody. But as long as it's as long as it's a yeah, like, go, I mean, black, yeah. black listen, and dude, go go to Dollar Tree and get two pieces of Redback Streamer. Like, it, it, it's not about me and her. It's about the message. That's like, true. Do whatever That's you true. You could. You know what I mean? Yeah, you some could people loops, have made um, them. I've seen get that. Get pipe cleaners. I don't care. I don't care. As long but as you... We... Or the, cur- the curly, the curly whatever. ribbons, like yeah. you whatever. use on presents. As long yeah. as you're doing it and you're participating and doing the work. Can I just say whatever? Whatever. whatever. I just want to say <laughs> it just like he did. Whatever. Back to that. So getting back to the the topic at hand here, uh, violence in, in, in healthcare. Any closing thoughts that you guys would yes. want to add about... Um, what we can do to bring awareness, what we can do so that it's not forgotten until the next tragedy happens yeah. and then it's everybody's talking about For it again. For me, you know, it's, you know, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I'm going to no, let no, Matthew no, go fine. first. Age before beauty. <laughs> <laughs> you see how he is? Okay. That was a backhanded compliment. Yeah. All right. I think. All right. I don't know. She so knows the I US love her. I know you do. It's mutual. So the Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, has said that healthcare workers are five times more likely to experience workplace workplace violence than any other industry that there is, any other. And there is pending legislation, federal legislation. It's called the Workplace Violence Prevention for Healthcare and Social Service Workers Act that has been introduced to uh, Congress I believe it's passed the House of Representatives and it's just sitting there going nowhere with the Senate. But uh, that's something that we all need to support. Okay, I hear you say we need to support. How can people support? Because some people don't know what to do. Uh, You need to pressure your legislators. You need to uh, reach out to your representatives, whether it's email, calls, text, make appointments, go see them. They have office hours. Tweet them, at them on Facebook, whatever works for you. And keep so find out who your representatives are in your area. Yes. Email them, message them. Yeah. Tweet. Are we still tweeting or are we uh, threading? Well, we're no, threading yeah, I know. Thread, I, we're thread, I, Eric, I, that's, um, anyways, I digress. But um, the other thing is, too, when me and Erica say this at nauseum, every single video, nurses, and I'm talking to you, all of you, report, report, mm-hmm. report, report. If a locked unit has a door that doesn't lock, report. Report. You have to report. You cannot be a complicit witness to this stuff. That's how it happens. If you knew the door was broken for six months and something happens, are you going to be able to live with yourself? Report the broken door. Report the ratios are unsafe. Actually, that's, that reporting is a great thing, but I, that brings me to, do you feel like every hospital, and I know the answer to this, has a standard protocol for what to do when a violent act of whatever it is happens no, not at all. in their they room do, do they know they want. do they have a you start here you go here you do this that 
right there needs to be implemented. Well, that's part you of the notify the police. It yeah, there has to it be. Would force them but it's such a simple answer. That is that isn't monetary. That's not monetary. To come up with a protocol is free. Not to bring I us mean, back to a horrible conversation, but Erica, uh, how about hospitals that do the fake active shooter drills and don't in an auditorium? Yeah. You know that happened where I worked. Uh, very similar to the one that made the news. Yeah, a few years ago, they hired a uh, a new security guard. He was brand new. No one knew him. He was a big guy. He was African-American. They made him, just like the one that you heard about about a year ago in the news, they made him pretend to be this really violent, aggressive guy to come into the pediatric unit pretending to be a father, was threatening everyone, was acting like he had a weapon, I believe, if I remember correctly, inside his pocket, but he didn't show anything. It got so bad mm -hmm. that the attending physician overheard it, came over, intervened, was trying to de-escalate. And our, um, our unit secretary was so traumatized. I think she took like a week off because she was right there in front of him when he came in. It was bad. Yeah. They don't tell anyone and they think this is somehow preparing us. That no, what it need could, because I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people that they go to their charge nurse and their nurse manager when something happens okay like let's say it's it's something yeah. maybe on a smaller scale but a lot of times these the managers try to they don't want it to be an no, issue at all right so you're you're not necessarily encouraged to report it to law enforcement yeah, and or necessarily to write up a report the way that you should um or i'm just saying like you, as a nurse or as a healthcare worker, there's so many people that don't know what they can do yeah. because they're told by their higher ups what to do. And unless there's a protocol in place, it's it's not going to happen. It has to I be always tell across nurses, the board. Report it if you yourself are assaulted. I don't care what the hospital tells you. They will claim that you can't do it. And if it's a psych patient, they'll say you can't because it's a psych patient or it's a peds patient. You can't do it. You can't. No, everyone has the right to press charges no matter what. Now, whether or not the DA is going to pursue the case is another story. But it also depends on how much you're pushing it. But everyone has the right to file a police report to press charges. And they cannot take that right away from you. And... It creates a they paper can't, trail. But, but, but they, they can put the fear in that nurse. They know how to put the fear the in them fe that this is not what we're encouraging you Jessica, to do. So Jessica, mm. And I've had this conversation before, too. What are we afraid of? Yeah, losing what our job. What are we afraid like, of? People are afraid of not making money. People are afraid of losing their jobs. I'm, it's the bottom line. That's or what they're scared of. Or being blackballed from a system in an area where there aren't a lot of options of yeah. where to work. They're scared. No, I, 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 get, I or, get that. Or they don't know anything else. They've worked somewhere for 20 years and they don't know any different. Yeah. And they just want to ride out their I, time. I, I That's get that. That's the fear. But, and I'm going to say this. And I've told Eric this before. Oh. And I get those feelings. But that all changed for me one day and one day only. And Erica knows what day that was. And that day was Redonda Vaught. Yeah. That's when yeah, that, that but changed that's when a lot it all changed for me. So fear for me disappeared the day that that happened to her. Yeah. And that probably did happen for a, a large percentage of people, but there's a lot of people that are not as strong that, that they just, they, they can't do it. They just can't because of they, they worry, are people going to say something bad about me? Like, are they going to be mad at me that I, called the police like and 
And I think the more we talk about this and the more that we say, it's okay, it's okay to do these things, um, you, you, are, you have a right, your voice needs yeah. to be heard, the, the, the more that maybe people will be willing to do it instead of feeling like yeah. their facility is no, telling them agreed. not to. And you know how many times they, they don't want it, the, the hospitals want to play it down? They oh, don't want they this don't, huge... They don't want anyone to know that violence is taking place in there. And believe me, nurse... Or, or somebody flew out of a window because staffing was horrible. They're Do just you think they... flying. Just flying, flying out windows. Flying out windows everywhere and no one hears about it. Yeah, for those of you that maybe aren't nurses or aren't, aren't somehow familiar with this, there is kind of an epidemic around, sort of, around the country of nurses or of uh, patients just mysteriously falling outside like 10-story well, windows. Nurses are going to start flying out the windows too. Right? I don't blame no them, one, seriously. No one well, Jessica, they no have. There's it. been nurses who have flown off of parking lot garages. And yes. <laughs> yeah, that purposely go to God, work shit. to do that. God, I did, a statement. Stuff's getting crazy. Getting? Yeah. I think it wow. has been for quite some time. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's just like how we function every day. Like sometimes I'll go back and look at our old reports, and I'm like, "Well, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to have Matthew back on yeah, another absolutely. episode for sure, another podcast." But I want Matthew. Where can they find you on they can social find media? Me at what the is Maso your Maguido, spelled T H E M A S S H O L E M C G U I D O on all platforms. Um, and anybody have any closing thoughts or are we we good for tonight just you know it's, it's yeah, almost just, a wrap just do what you can support where you can be a part of the movement do the work and um be safe out there because wear the ribbons yes. in silent protest and I, you know i don't think we touched on that i have to say real quick the reason for the, the ribbons, okay. the silent protest, is to spark conversations, right? So they, management hospitals don't want us to say anything. But if we wear something and then patients or families ask, like, why is everybody wearing a red and black ribbon? It sparks a conversation. It gives us an opportunity to say, actually, it, it's kind of a, an epidemic of violence against nurses and healthcare workers. And we are wearing this to raise awareness Keeps of Keeps the narrative going. Yeah. Yeah, keep talking about it. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for joining for us having on me. Nurses Uncorked. Thank you guys for joining Nurses Uncorked. And uh, until next time.